Hey everyone, and welcome back to a very special episode of the Gumcast. Today we're going to be exploring a healing modality that helps us understand the fundamentals of being human. That form of psychotherapy is called internal family systems, and it's one that has had a powerfully transformative effect on my own life. And as I continue writing the story and building characters and interviewing people, I see the value of it more and more. Internal Family Systems, or IFS, is a powerfully transformative evidence-based model of psychotherapy. It believes that the mind is naturally multiple, as opposed to people who we label with a diagnosis of multiple personality disorder. IFS is, has the perspective that we all have these multiple personalities and they actually are valuable. People with multiple personality disorders just have had these parts blown up with severe trauma at some point in their lives. Our inner parts contain valuable qualities and our core self knows how to heal, allowing us to become integrated and whole. In IFS, all parts are welcome. IFS is a movement. It's a new and empowering paradigm for understanding and harmonizing the mind and thereby larger human systems one that can help people heal and helps the world become a more compassionate place. I read that last part out of the IFS Institute website, ifs-institute.com. You can check out more information about this there. And we're lucky enough to have a guest today that has been practicing IFS for a very long time. And we're actually going to do a live demo of what it looks like in practice on my co-host, Paul Kist. With that, I would love to welcome you all to episode seven of the Gumcast. Hey, Paul. Thanks for giving me back my mic and my show. Hey, man. The job of a host, I found out, isn't as glorious as one would think. So I actually give you a lot of props for having done this for so many episodes. It's, the show is all yours again, man. I'm really excited to be back in this seat. I know how, uh, how, how hard it can be to be sharing your, your personal stories. And there's no one that I could be more excited to, to, to have on the show now and no one that I think is, uh, is gonna be like adept in helping us explore these topics that we've just hit on other than Ryan. It's really good to have you here, Ryan. Hey, it's, it's good to be here with you both. So I'm really excited about getting people to know more about your work and a lot of the experiences that you have opened my eyes to kind of inspired this whole work of art. So it's really fitting to have you here and speak about the, these things. You know, we've been exploring the male psyche. We've been exploring a lot of, you know, the moments of shame and the moments of uh, like aggression and revenge and all these themes that um, I, I look up to you in terms of like how we explore them and, and like the safe space that we can create to explore these things. And, um, and so I want to get into that and your modality, but first, the way we're going about this show is that we're trying to make it about vulnerability and especially vulnerability around men. We have just had an episode around revenge and Paul and I were asking a lot of questions around like, when is it, you know, when is revenge a good thing and when should one draw the line with, and with male aggression, that seems to be a common thread here. And so we wanted to explore the topic of uh, the shadow and like that darker side of us. And uh, I don't think, there's anyone that I can easily ask to share a story about the dark side uh, more than you. So I know you had something uh, in your mind. So would you like to share a little bit of a story that 
talks about your dark side to get the audience to really know you? Yeah, you know, I I didn't really think about it as like the dark side, but I guess it is, right? I mean, that's that's the shadow on the the the, huh. the story. Yeah, the story that I was that I was thinking about was something in my you know my relationship, which is often right brings up is just shadow land. It, it's it's a hard place to actually keep our shadows at bay, right? They mm. they, they come up. I, so yeah, maybe a little like context about me. Um, I like to think of myself as uh, really, really com- as you know, like compassionate and patient and kind and easygoing and all of that. Right. And of, of course, as it, as it plays out, you know, in my marriage, um, I get to see this the darker side of myself that is none of those things. Right. Um, and so in general, like that's, it's a, it's a, it's a painful humbling thing for me to witness on a near daily basis. How there's a whole dimension of myself that isn't patient, that is judgmental, that isn't loving, that isn't kind, that isn't considerate. Um, and so uh, I, have a you know little little kind of it's kind of a composite of like multiple different interactions and that is like oh I'm a big I'm a big cook I love to cook you know and um I like I like what I like I think what I make is like I have a bit of an ego I guess <laughs> like recognize that I have like around like what what is what tastes good how things should be prepared mm. And I, you know, right, you, Paul, you get me, you know. I mean, there's the right way things should be prepared and the wrong way things should be prepared. Yeah, right. And I'm a big sauteer, you know. I, like, I start, I always try and do my dishes that way. And my wife many times has asked, can we do a little less oil? Like, like, your food is too heavy. And I don't hear it. I don't want to, I don't want to adjust. And I'm obstinate, and I like the food the way I like it. <laughs> I think wow. you might you you might have been a Middle Eastern in another life. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do have a back. Like I spent years in China, and like that's it's you know, okay. It's yeah, yeah. Not oil, you know. Hmm. I, I right? actually well, I learned cooking from my mother mainly, mm-hmm. but I, I uh, refined hmm. I refined it or developed it in, in China. Right, a, a whole another story with a Chinese chef there, but um. So it's just to say, right, I have this, the dark side of me is like, I don't want to have to fucking bend my, what I want for you. Right. Kind of speak from it. And that, well, I mean, it's probably blatantly obvious, like gets me into a lot of trouble, right? Because my wife in that situation has a very valid, legitimate request. She actually likes food a bit lighter. She likes things steamed once in a while. I generally do not like steamed vegetables. Um, and it's like to this day, it's an ongoing like challenge, right? I mean, it might sound, you know, it might not be what might, people might like think about when they think about one's dark side, but this is how it shows up in very day-to-day, you know, gritty interactions in order for my relationship to work 
I have to get to know and really have a, have a conscious, aware relationship with that part of me that doesn't want to give in, that, that thinks that he knows how things should be done. Yeah, and I'm, I'm really curious now, like, if we, if we, like, slow down the, the moment where you're getting worked up about how, or, or like, trying to, to explain to her that, no, this is how I like food and I don't want to give up, you know, if we, if we look at it from the perspective of this uh, internal family systems work, and, 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 and maybe it's good to even, like, start bringing into the conversation you know the work that you do and 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 maybe try to like first kind of define it and then go back to that story and look at you know what's going on under the hood we see we see what's going on on the surface now but you know get, give us a little bit more about like the kind of work that you've been training in and like uh working with us yeah it's great thank you omar for inviting a bit of a deeper a deeper dive into that and using this this kind of situation is an example of, of um, doing shadow work, or you could call it parts work, because more and more, like, it's all the, it's, it's the same for me. So, so yeah, I think a, a, a real brief sketch of what we mean by internal family systems, IFS, and or shadow work, again, same, like, there's, to me, it's like one and the same. And it, it is a process of of becoming aware of all of our parts um, and how they all function in order to help us feel safe or get our needs met. And the general, the overlay around it all is that there, no part is evil, no part uh, should or could be gotten rid of. And that our journey on this planet <laughs> seemingly is to learn how to become intimate, to accept, to integrate all of our parts. And there's no, there's no kind of end to it. And there's no, there's no arrival at full integration. And any, any notion that there is, is just coming from some part that wants to arrive at perfection or completion. So so what does that look like? Like, so just to bridge it into like that example for me, like that looks like me, you know, maybe with my, my therapist, uh, ideally, like, or just internally or with my wife, like getting to know, like, like you said, like slowing it down in that moment and really getting a map of what, what is happening. Because in every moment, there's, there's so much happening. Um, so for me, like in that moment, like I have, I have this part of me that works really hard, like to create really nourishing, like food experiences. It's been doing that. Like I got it from my mother. It's like this, it's a strong part of me, you know, thinks about food a lot and, and plans and, and practices. Right. And it does that to help this other part of me, like kind of a younger part that, or definitely a younger part that feels, um, let's see if, even if I just tap into it in the moment, 
feels uh, shaky in this world, you know? Feels like it needs some some soothing, mm. Mm. you know? It's hard. It's just hard to be me. It's hard to be whatever sense. Sometimes sensitive or just uh, it's hard to deal with the just life, right? So I don't go to alcohol generally. You know, like I go, I go to food, and this part of me, like, is the the provider of that of those you know food experiences, um, and. So just to maybe paint a bit fuller of a map, then there's also this this protector when in relationship with my wife that's like that steps in and says like back off. I wanna don't take this away from me. I need this, and doesn't have obviously much like collaborative skills because it sees it as so very almost like survival or something. Just like this is non-negotiable um, so as i map that all out and i if i were to share that all with my wife she would have a lot more compassion for why i'm being so inflexible and i i would too i'd be like yeah so i get it i can see how you want food prepared in a different way and then this is what i'm working with there's these parts of me and we and then maybe we together could look at well oh it sounds like there's a deeper part of you that feels a bit undernourished is there some other way is there some other way we could nourish that part of you besides food right now do you want to have a cuddle on the couch mm -hmm. oh that, that actually might be really nice and actually more effective and then i get to because that that wasn't an op that that wasn't a just to dip in a little bit to my personal history like that that wasn't an option that wasn't in my like menu so to speak right as a kid like when I was feeling undernourished or a bit like shaky or having a hard time, it wasn't like, oh, let's go, let's, let's go cuddle. Let's like, you know, touch or sort of that, that kind of holding wasn't an option. So I, I almost don't expect it. I just think that's not really in, in the cards. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Uh, and it, it brings it back, it really grounds it in like a, a, a real tangible experience that we can all relate to. And certainly, I find it as a, as a wonderful expansion of my, my toolkit, right? When I'm, when I'm dealing with relationships and uh, in, in my own relationship with my wife, being able to change the conversation around a reaction that I had uh, is phenomenal. And, it, and it's, it really has been paying dividends and, and just the kind of like... Um, bring it back to just to give everyone an overview in case people haven't heard of this uh, before. Um, can you elaborate on like the idea of the self and then, and then like the, you know, the, the, the exile and manager and firefighter personas that kind of like exist sure. in everyone. Yeah. Yeah. So the I, internal family systems model is, is based upon this kind of way of simplifying what can be really like, um, a bit overwhelming, you know, in terms of understanding the, the the human psyche, you could say, right? So it's 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 uh, structured this way, right? We have a self, like our self is that which is like the context of our of our whole existence. Uh, it is 
present, it is um, inherently um, compassionate, uh, caring, um, open, it, it has these traits. Um, and that's what we're, that's what we're looking to develop in IFS, like this self that can relate to all these different parts. You could think of it as like the, the ideal parent that is um, able to be really empathetic, creative, collaborative, um, centered, so as to never get re overly reactive, right? And then we have all these other, these other parts or more like um, constellations of parts. And uh, the others are exiles, which are usually younger parts. And that's where you, 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 you have the more, the, sha the shadowy parts that are, you know, needy or um, really emo have a lot of emotion, a lot of shame, a lot of really intense feelings that weren't held, weren't uh, integrated as, as a young person. So they had to be exiled. Um, and then and as a result, you have these protectors, managers that, that then deal with life kind of on behalf almost of these exiles or just as a means of sort of not letting them be at the mercy of the world and of others. So you have these managers, right? People have different kinds of managers. Some are really like aggressive. Some are just very uh, intellectual and uh, kind of uh, making sure they, they navigate the world in this, you know, capable way. Um, they're, they're great. I mean, there's, there's nothing wrong with these. These are important. We have these managers. And then there's firefighters, which are when, when those emotions of shame or of, uh, of maybe it's rage, because that wasn't allowed when you were a kid. When those, when those start to arise, you have firefighters that, that come in and, and try and extinguish those emotions. Like for me, it's like sometimes food is the, is the go-to for that, right? For other people, it's alcohol. For other people, it's actually overworking. Right, you right. Know, for other people, it's exercise. I mean, anything can be used in this firefighting way to, to, to quell, to quell the intensity of these emotions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thanks for breaking that down. Yeah. I mean, I, I really relate so much to this idea that a firefighter can come in and say, "Hey, system shaky right now. We know that this works as a comfort. Let's let's bring it in." I find it really powerful. And in fact. Where I relate to it most is actually with with, with smoking, with, with nicotine. And as as a kid, I also was very much a uh, you know, growing up as an Egyptian young man. There's a lot of expectations on myself for how to carry myself as as a boy. With that, there's a lot of things being sort of pushed down, right? A lot of the sensitivity, a lot of the having to suppress you know any like anger or whatever. And I found comfort in food. And then when I got older, found comfort in cigarettes. And so it's interesting how that stuff. Um, sort of interrelated in that way. All this talk about food, I was going to say, I would, I think we should take a trip up to Ashland and I just want to try some of this, uh, this deep sauteing. Oh yeah. I'd love that. That's, that's my deepest joy is to, to feed the people. That's actually a, a perfect segue because I know that there's nothing better in, uh, understanding this than to actually see it in practice. And um, I'm, I'm happy to tell you, Paul, that you walked straight into my trap. And now that we've started exploring a little bit and that you feel inspired, I was actually wondering if, uh, Ryan, maybe you'd be 
willing to help Paul explore that and help the audience understand a little bit more about the process and about the the idea of uh, maybe you know trying to see if he can befriend some of these parts. Hold on one second. I mean, that's it's, it sounds like a great idea. Um, very very uh, creative, and I appreciate the uh, the further turning of the tables. But I don't think your audience really cares to hear uh, the inner the inner conflicts of uh, your co-producer psyche. I, I I kind of am willing to bet that that's what they're here for. What, what do you think, Ryan? Think this is uh, this is this is good to do on air? Well, I'm thinking in the moment that actually, like, I mean, this is up to you, Paul, of course, like, uh, to take a moment because, uh, well, like, this is your, this is your, this is taking something that's private, kind of public, honestly, you know, and what you need to like do to sort of keep it like with with uh, within what you feel comfortable with, yeah. Well, I'm going to do what any good assistant producer would do, and I'm going to just take one for the team. And at any point where you're opening up territory, you know, the cool thing about IFS is that you can also just kind of, you could do a lot of work on the inside here, you know, that, that you don't have to, you don't have to share anything of what's happening on the inside that you don't feel you can be your own uh, arbiter of what, what, what actually comes out. You can do a lot of work on the inside as we kind of explore here. I'm a, I'm a big believer in IFS. It is a practice that's helped me so much in my life. And uh, yeah, I'd be honored to be part of a demonstration for the Gumcast audience on how this thing works. Okay, great. And, and uh, disclaimer, this is not therapy. This is just a uh, educational exploration, a uh, a little mini little coaching session on because ifs is also it's like a it's a coaching facilitating model we're just looking at like um building awareness building self-understanding so we'll look at it through that lens all right so i'm just going to start by um reflecting back to you what i what i hear is uh, the beginnings of which I, of what i hear is happening inside like that you that you that you grew up in a, a kind of Kind of a cultural familial context where there's kind of whole aspects of your emotional life that weren't safe that weren't welcome yeah and so you've got some some parts of you that hold like different emotions right like um anger and uh what sat the different forms of need i imagine yeah mm -hmm. And as that unfolded, like you, you, you developed these other parts of you that, that came in to really help, help those parts feel better or feel safe, um, either through food or through cigarettes over time. Yeah. And, uh, even to bring things even more current, um, after like a 10 year gap of, you know, not having smoked at all, um, finding myself in the last few months, sort of like dabbling a little bit and feeling some of the, those um, the pulls of like nicotine addiction. So um, definitely there is a current thread happening that could connect back to that. Great. Well, well, just because that is a current and very, therefore very more um, palpable or, you know, visceral, uh, tell, uh, describe that for me as you see it right now, how, how that all how that all plays out inside of you. Like if you were to break it down in parts language. 
there's a part of me that is really health conscious, that has a very clear idea of what I need to be eating, what I need to be drinking, how much I need to be sleeping. This is the health coach that lives that lives in here. Um, there's another part of me that is loves the pleasures of life and loves feeling good. And this part is often at bay because in life I have a lot of responsibilities and a lot of things I'm involved in. And so oftentimes this part doesn't really get a chance to express itself as often as it would like. And oftentimes when it does, like once it has the spotlight for a little bit, it likes to sort of take over the show, take over the stage. So oftentimes when I do get a break, you know, this firefighter is like, okay, we need to do like X, Y, and Z. We need to, you know, order some Chinese food, you know, have a couple of beers, um, you know, and yeah, maybe roll a couple of cigarettes as well to sort of round out this very enjoyable experience. So what happens in that place is a few things. One, a part of me feels really guilty because it's like, man, we just conquered nicotine addiction. We were free for about 10 years and here we are again. So there's a really like sort of guilty part that's like hanging out. There's another part that's just sort of like, you know what, fuck yeah, this is like, we've earned this. You know, we've, we've earned this, we've, uh, we've, we work hard. Um, this is something that, you know, this is our little break that we get to have. And then the health coach is like, okay, I get all of this, but long-term this is not sustainable because the health coach knows how much my system enjoys nicotine and knows that if left unchecked, you know, at one point I was a pack a day smoker. And so there's this sort of underlying concern that this health coach has of us becoming that again. Great, thanks Paul. Yeah, that's a that's a great map. So just take a pause there and I'll just reflect back to you because and for the listeners and like th this is is um, valuable in and of itself to simply actually name and take in and, and notice, get a little bit of separation from all the different parts. So I'll just uh, I'll, I'll, I'll reflect them back to you. So it sounds like you've got a part that really just loves just loves the pleasures of life and and part of kind of part of that part of that part is or linked to that part is a is this one that wants that wants to provide you that provide the pleasures like he's a supplier he's like okay we're gonna order chinese food and we're gonna get a, you know roll 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 up the cigarettes just so and creates this experience of pleasure yeah and kind of linked with that is this part that's like holding the like truth that like hey we've earned this we've been working hard like we've you know we're not just sitting around like smoking all day like we're working hard we're, we're doing life and moving forward we deserve a celebratory or an, a pleasurable experience all around that there sounds like a hovering part that's just holding the guilt of it all of like yeah and the deeper I go there, I realize that this, this part that's the guilt is more of like a protector, manager, parental type voice. Yeah. This, sure, um, right. Like a lot of absolutes in its warnings. Like if you don't do X, then Y will happen. If you don't stop right now, you know, the, you know, think about all the tragic outcomes of being a heavy smoker. Like 
all of those will happen to me, you know? So there's that guilt and like, it's a guilt and fear, like at the same time. That's a common, I'm sure the listeners can really relate. That's very common, especially those that would actually listen to something like this, that want to improve themselves or want to discover themselves. Like it's very common to have a part that is that kind of uh, guilt and fear inducing to try and try and change your behavior towards the ideal trajectory as, as far as, as far as it's concerned. Yeah. So at, at this moment, and that now we're kind of at the, at this interesting choice point. You know, we, we actually only have, you know, five, five or so minutes here. Right. Um, right. But just to name, like, and we could maybe spend a few minutes, but we're not going to go the, obviously the full, you know, any, any forward. And this isn't really a session. We're just kind of doing a, giving people a little better taste of what this looks like to develop a relationship with one's parts. So here you are, right, with you're noticing them all and where they live in your body. Now, here you get to decide, like, where you bring your attention, your curiosity to, like, which of these parts do you want to get to know better, um, like what your intuition is? Yeah, I'll tell you, I'm really interested in getting to know the part of me that feels like it needs to feel something in a very specific way in order to feel quote unquote okay you know and i i really remember this when i was a heavy smoker what i was going for at the time was just the feeling of okay being okay like things are okay and um over the years i've developed a lot of great practices to get me into even a deeper place of being okay so i understand what it feels like to feel really grounded and centered you know, connected with myself and the spirit and all that stuff. So it's interesting how this part of me that is really in the business of, you know, just, you know, reminding ourselves that, you know, this is okay. Things are okay. Um, is somehow forgetting the, like the deeper place that we can go. And I say we, I mean like me and all the parts in there. Um, and so I'll be curious to get to know this part a little bit more to understand I want to understand what it's about. And so maybe we could find a healthier way to address what it's looking for. Great. So let's just take a couple uh, you know, you can, you, uh, you can take this with you, right. in your, in your own meditation, because you're at that place in terms of your own, just ability to converse with these parts, but just, just to walk it down the road a little bit further, just take a moment with it, really. Let, let's just slow down enough so that you can really bring all of your curiosity and your your presence to this to this part, just so you can really see what it really wants to show you. Or it's already telling. It sounds like it's already yeah a fair amount. You know, yeah. What else does it want to show you about what it wants for you? Or hmm other parts of you i'm more curious to know like why you know, what is nicotine doing for you that like that we know is solved in other ways you know, what's what's that about and so sure. well just pause a moment just to check in right now like how do you how do you feel towards this i'm understanding some i guess some frustration a little bit yeah um, there's a part of me that's a little frustrated it's, but yeah, I'm kind of wondering if it's not coming in with the why. 
Yeah. Why do you, you know? Yeah. I think that's, and actually, yeah, I was going to say that now that I can separate, you know, curiosity from judgment, the part that's frustrated is, is, is that manager parental part Mm -hmm. that's like, you know, from my right shoulder to the left shoulder, just like across the way saying, why? Like, I don't get it. But Mm -hmm. from, I guess from myself, I'm more compassionate. Like you must really feel like you need this. And so. Um, Great. Well, well, while we're there, we do have just another minute here or so, but while we're there, just see if you can actually clearly ask that part of you that acknowledge the frustration that that, that part has of, of this other part, right? Mm-hmm. And see if it won't give you a little space for now so that you can actually really get to know th- this part. Yeah, I'm telling that manager part, hey, like I'm with you, I appreciate everything you've done and continue to do to um, keep this whole system in line and doing cool shit in this world. But uh, right now I would like to spend some time with this part of me that I know you're frustrated with, um, just so we can understand it more and maybe hopefully get to an outcome that we can all feel good about. Hmm. How's it responding to that proposal? feeling an eye roll but also like a uh, a reluctant yes uh-huh yeah well thank it for that thank th- thank it for its willingness yeah great now the last thing we'll do we'll do is just just to see what it's like now when you bring your with it with with it giving you some space what what is it like to now bring your your full curiosity and compassion to this to this other part Speaking of shadow, I think uh, this part of me is, is used to living in the shadow. Mm-hmm. I'm not used to having this much attention to it. Yeah. So when trying to listen for more information, there's a willingness and a hesitancy, almost like when, you, when someone is, I guess, just being in the light after a lot of time in the darkness, is some eye adjustment and mm-hmm. getting used to that exposure. Um, I think before we could even get to conversation, there is a, there is just an adjustment. We need to, this part of me needs to be used to not being just in the shadow, but also just really more integrated. Yeah. So, right. That makes sense to you, right? Yeah. It does, yeah. Mm-hmm. Great. Well, we'll just close with it by just, you know, being clear about uh, an intention that you want to state, have with it around coming back to it some other points so it doesn't just feel sort of now left as we transition i have an intention now to spend time with this part of me to give it space and a voice and to really work with other parts to um ask for cooperation as we spend some time in the coming days and weeks just having more of an intimate connection with a part that i've sort of relegated to the shadows for a while Mm-hmm. So, yeah, or, or some other part of you has relegated really yeah oh yeah yes you know that it's mm-hmm. right. that's an important distinction because it's we we often say i as as if we're talking about the self capital s but really it's you know we understand the self to be curious and open and it's these other parts of us that do the shadowing or you know exile right. us into the shadow so yeah right yeah they're internalized oppressors to think of them as yeah for good reason 
so much there, you know, hard not to just continue to explore with you, really. Thank you for that, Paul. And yeah, that was, that was a nice little, a little dip. Yeah, Paul, thank you for, um, wow, like really bringing vulnerability to, a, to another level here on the show. <clears throat> and it was, it was really interesting to actually, you know, do, do a session like this so that we kind of bring uh, some being an, an experiential angle to to all of this because sometimes it's hard to just talk about it or it doesn't make sense and um i hope you enjoyed my gift to you you know i have many others coming your way ryan i feel like it was it's uh yeah we could we could easily spend three more hours uh delving into paul's psyche and talking about your work <laughs> but thank you so much for your time and your presence and um and the work that you do in general in the world i think it's really important work and it has certainly in, inspired us to to do this show inspired me to um know that there are enough stories out there to that, that are worth writing a book about so i just really want to thank you and i uh, i hope you're back with us and uh, and we can we can delve more into that stuff and and into your stories and like paul said uh, taste some of that chinese cuisine that we just heard about today <laughs> appreciate you both i really appreciate your friendship and being able to just see uh, and experience what you guys are up to in terms of just really supporting in a playful way you know the whatever you call it, the the growth and the the discovery of of uh of all all the all the all the people out there yeah. all, the, all of our fellow humans mm -hmm. really appreciate your work ryan Really glad to have you with us today. Okay. Pleasure's all mine. Well, pleasure's all ours. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be real. Right. Let's be Thank real. you. Thank okay. you so much, man. All right. Take care, you both. All right. So that happened. So that happened. <laughs> yeah, no, I had no idea what I was going to bring to the table. Yeah. Like up until the very last moment, it wasn't until I started responding to Ryan's story did it all sort of like click. But that felt surprisingly good. I've only let very few people know that I've been sort of like struggling again with this whole nicotine thing. It's kind of fun that I went from like very few people, even in my intimate circle, to just like, here you go world, here it is. Right, so now we're two weeks later and I'm very curious to know how that experience with an IFS session was for you and the way you're dealing with nicotine and smoking. Would you believe it's been so much easier since then? Hmm. Yeah, uh, I'm just as surprised as you are. <laughs> the, the intense cravings have gone down so much. Wow. As I reflected on that, it, it kind of makes sense. You know, if I look back at, you know, 10 years ago when I quit the first time, I was a pack a day smoker. My strategy was to use shame to mm. really like stuff down that voice, stuff it down. The part of me that wants to smoke doesn't get a say in the conversation. And eventually it worked. I was able to stop smoking. But whenever that voice would come back, crave a cigarette, my strategy was to shut it away until I eventually forgot about it. So here I am 10 years later. I have a cigarette and suddenly these cravings come back and have no idea what to do hmm. because those strategies of shaming are not part of my tool set right now. 
So here's this thing that is like wanting to smoke. What do I do with it? And so what IFS did for me was create a way to befriend that part of me, to befriend mm. it in a way that we can have a conversation with the other parts who may not be into smoking. And suddenly the whole, the whole, um, the tension in that conversation has gone down considerably. So you befriended the part of you that is a smoker. Yes. That wants to, that craves the cigarettes, which is a radically different notion than how we're used to dealing with uh, addiction or anything like that, right? Oh, totally. We're, we're taught to suppress those voices until they go away as if right. they're, as if they're not even part of us right. or they're part of us. They need to be like excised or like cut off, mm -hmm. but we know we can't really cut any part of ourselves off. They're with us. So what do we do? And IFS is a great way to, it's a great answer to that question. What do we do with all these, all these parts? It sounds like it relieved a lot of the friction in the situation. A hundred percent. And the thing with addiction is there's a lot of shame involved with addiction. And one of the easiest ways and one of the most natural ways that people deal with shame is to hide it. And IFS creates a system where that doesn't have to happen. And for me, that was extremely relieving and extremely helpful. Hmm. And those cravings are, I have a better way to deal with this right now. And it's, it's been great. That's really great to hear. It gives me a lot of hope for sure. And I hope it did for the listeners too. And I'm glad you mentioned the relationship between shame and addiction since today's session was mostly about addiction. Uh, but the next chapter in the book tackles shame specifically shame that our parents might have mm. for us as children because in the story muscat yeah. just went on this great like you know revenge story and uh, now the school teachers are running after him trying to find him and they're reporting his behavior to his parents and so the next chapter is all about his parents dealing with the shame of knowing that their son might have done something that they would not fathom him ever mm. doing uh, and so that's what we're going to be exploring in episode eight of the Gumpcast. you ready for that that's very bold my friend shame is uh shame is a big one it's, it's one of those topics that no one wants to touch no no and uh i hope we can uh explore that and maybe ifs is a great tool for us to also bring in a lot of these parts that are activated with shame which is a huge one mm -hmm. so um i'm excited for that journey my friend I think the Gumcast is ready to take on this topic. I think so too. Yeah, we've been building up towards it for sure. Totally. <laughs> All right, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this. I hope you got something back. Uh, Paul, I thank you not just for being an awesome co-host, but also for sharing your own stories. I think uh, you, you gave us a lot to reflect on. Uh, and thanks for bringing the, something as tender as, as, as an addiction to, uh, to the audience. Yeah, thanks for creating space for me to, to share all this with, with you and everyone else. My pleasure. Yeah, and, and there is a lot more of that to come. So uh, we hope you all can join us for the next episode of the Gumpcast, where we're going to be talking about this really difficult topic of shame. So we'll see you next time. <laughs>